RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena comes clean to her parents about her seven-year absence, partially and through additional layers of deception. She feels the weight of her actions through the process of smuggling them to the surface with Jean in tow. Jean manages to massage away some of her guilt over the situation, right before they fall into an illusion trap and gun it directly over a landmine which shreds their vehicle. They flee and are pursued by a group of marauders gunning it from off-road, and that is made all the more worrying by the presence of burning red eyes. far away shot we are over the dark green forest and we see this column of lightning stretch up into the sky as the surrounding light dims a bit and a flock of birds flies up and away towards the sun she with a decisive stomp lands on the hood of the jeep leans in through the probably now broken windshield and says hey idiots (laughs) take a benny for your completely aggro attack and strategy here, which I like. It's very Athena. Oh, it's Um, been a while since she's been able to just cut loose. Right, so... She needs to get back to the shard. (laughs) (laughs) The nine damage is not enough to actually damage the vehicle. Thematically, I'm totally cool with you blasting the windshield because it makes sense. It's just class. Now that you're closer, you can see your blast has gone off. In that calm of light, we get a a classic shot of the three forms twitching and convulsing as the energy shoots through them, and then the leftover smoke immediately being trailed away by the open air of the speeding vehicle. You see the driver immediately slump unconscious at the wheel, and the vehicle begin to veer off to one side, the more bestial form to your left because you've jumped onto their hood and he's in the passenger seat. It continues snarling, but is clearly phased, and the guy standing up in the back is clutching to the roll cage for dear life. What does this idiot look like? From what you can see, he definitely appears humanoid. He has goggles over his head, so you can't really see anything about his eyes. He's got a swoop of blonde hair that is trailing back in the breeze as well. You note that all of them are dressed in either scavenger or salvager armor and mm-hmm. just apparel. They're dirtier and grimier and grittier than the average person. And then it's Jean's turn. So yes, I would like here. Jean to maneuver full turn. Using change position as his action gives him a plus two. He's at a minus three from the vehicle wound, so he's at a net minus one if you would mm-hmm. like to roll his d6s. D6s. For driving. Surely can. That is bad. Does he have one more Benny? He has one Benny left, yep. I use it. Go for it. Oh, it's a crit fail! God Um, damn you bastards! uh, He's got to roll on the out-of-control table. Roll me a 2d6. 
five. Distracted. Ground vehicles spin out or skid. Airplanes stall. Everyone on board is distracted until the end of their next turn. So he is not able to change position and is actually distracted. That's okay. At least he's okay. Yeah, maybe part of the complication is there's just still more debris here and he's Mm -hmm. having to swerve around it. And with the battered and broken nature of the vehicle, he's just really struggling. And then it is their turn. So this guy's out of the fight. They both need to unshake. Does that guy actually slump out of the car? I doubt he was wearing a seatbelt, and it, I do not think it has doors. Sure, for thematic flavor, I'm cool if the limp body falls out of the vehicle itself. That's fine. Okay, let's see here. Fail, and he has a D8. Success, okay. So the bestial one on your left fails and is still stunned and immobile. The guy at the back regains his composure, drops the receiver that he was holding, Mm -hmm. and as his fellow tumbles out of the driver's seat and you hear a passing thud on the pavement that is immediately left behind as you guys continue barreling forward, a distant red spot behind you, he throws himself into the driver's seat and wrenches at the wheel. He is going to slam on the brakes and try to make you fly off the vehicle. Checks out. I am going to flavor that as a test. So he is going to use his driving versus your agility to try to get you one over. My mag boots are still on. Did you did you say you turned yeah. them on? Damn, okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember if you did. And he would have no way of he knowing that. He would have that. no way of so knowing it. I'm gonna I'm cool with that. What a treat for me. I'm gonna say that gives you a large bonus to this as opposed to an automatic success. I'm okay with so that. So I'm gonna give you a plus four to this, okay? That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Agility you said? It's your agility, yep. My agility is a D8. Uh mm, Do I wanna spend this? Do you? Uh no, I think I'm gonna let that ride. What'd you get? An eight. An eight. Okay, so you got a success with a raise, which means you suffer no ill effects because he's, you know, screeching to a halt or at least severely lowering their speed for the turn. I'm not going to let them make a change position roll this turn okay. because that doesn't make sense to me. Would that bump Gina ahead a card if they're slowing down so much? Possibly. These are like conceptual distances. Right. So I'm not going to say he gets an automatic success there. I'm just going to say that means they can't change position because they're not coming to a full stop. It was more of a juke. He was trying to to juke you to do that. What does the red-eyed guy look like, though? You said he was human adjacent. Yeah, he's, he's a humanoid. Maybe he's a Yara, so he's using his extra legs to hang onto the side real well. But you do notice that... It is not his Yara legs that are the artificially extended ones. It's mm-hmm. his his normal arms and his legs. It's almost like he's wearing an exoskeleton that extends them, but it's just made out of Cory. So like everything Ooh, he does cool. tracks, it's just he's like a little bit longer than <sighs> everything. Cool. But he's also super bulky in the vehicle too, so it looks like maybe he's having a little bit trouble maneuvering. Hmm. Maybe even more unsettling as you're here is that both his normal set of eyes and his Yara set of eyes are blazing that same red energy and trailing the black smoke. Athena's having a nasty flashback to Amphitrio in the park and mm. in the warehouse. This guy's juke fails and he guns the engine again and continues kind of swerving back and forth as you're plunked on the hood. He puts his lips together and lets out one of those piercing whistles that just cuts through the air. And from the same side of the road that they had come from, you see a dark shape flying through the air. And as it nears the vehicle, you can tell that it's basically like a giant hummingbird with two sets of wings that are beating super fast like a wasp. And it's about the size of an eagle. So it's flying through the air and coming towards you guys. That's not great. 
Uh, Has Athena ever seen one of these? Uh, roll me a common knowledge at minus two. Common knowledge is a d6. No. You have never seen one of these before. It approaches you in a very hovering-like way. It's very steady in its path, almost like a helicopter as it approaches you. And it has the long hook-like beak, almost like a proboscis, but if, uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. Proboscis? I think so, yeah. Proboscis? Whatever. I think there, there are camps of thought. My thought is we should press on. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, that is nearing the vehicle, but not yet within range. And that is both of their turns. So that's the end of the round. Can I lobby for their regulation helmets having a... Or do you think they have shortwave on the surface in their helmets now that they're actually up there? I think that's reasonable, yeah. If you wanted to have communication with Gene, you could have gotten helmets that have the communicators right. in them. That's just fine. Just frequency it. Sure. I think she just says, hey, I'm on the truck and it's fine. Keep going. I can't tell if you're being serious or not, but I'm going to keep doing it. All right, Athena, six of hearts. Actually, you guys are not on the same card anymore. So That's Athena's true. card is a six of hearts. Jean, ten of clubs. Oh. Uh, Batty, oh. jack of diamonds. Okay. So the villains get to go first. First, he's going to try to change position as a free action. He gets a plus one because their vehicle is faster than yours. Okay. He rolled a six plus one is seven. That is still only a base success. So they move forward one card and you are on the same vehicle. So you are moving with them. But I actually wanted his friend to go first. Let's see if he unshakes. He does not. Continues to be shell-shocked. For sake of convenience, I'm just going to have the creature act on their same card. So he changes position. He is going to pull out a sidearm and try to take a few pot shots at you. Oh, that sounds right. This is action. <laughs> when has Athena ever been <laughs> three plus wounded by a pistol before? Right. So he is driving, which means he gets the unstable platform penalty because he's driving in a okay. vehicle and he's trying to shoot you. A four and a two. So minus two. That is not good enough. I will spend one of his bennies to try to reroll this. Uh, two fours minus two is a two. So nothing. <laughs> One hand on the wheel, he pulls out a revolver from his side. His hand is shaking as he's trying to aim at you, bouncing up and down, as he's also simultaneously trying to swerve in and out of the obstacles on the road to keep pace with your vehicle and make sure it doesn't get away. But the shots ring loudly and fly around you. And then as another free action, he's going to take evade, which mm. adds a minus two penalty to any attacks that they make against you or you make against them until okay. the start of the vehicle's next turn. Mm, that's smart. The bird is going to try to close the gap. Six moves up a card and is able to act. So this enormous hummingbird with two sets of wings buzzes forward. It's flying parallel to the vehicle, but it's not on the vehicle. And when it reaches you, you can see the very faintest embers of red in its own eyes and it is going to try to cast Havoc on you. It is not a wild card. Surprise. Oop. Two. Boo. I don't have a GM Benny, so I can't do anything about that. It's two sets of wings continue to beat, but you know when you're looking at a wheel or maybe a fan and you turn it up a speed and you can yeah. see it even less? So yeah, you can see even less of the wings as they start to beat and you feel this gust of wind just buffeting against you, but it breaks and crashes against you and your mag boots are able to keep anchoring you to the hood of the car. And that is its turn. Next up is Jean. Jean, unfortunately, has drawn a club. Yeah. When you draw a club as your action card, you have to make a maneuvering roll as a free action, and the suit on the current chase card determines any modifier to the roll and the results of the failure. His chase card, 
is a seven of hearts. Hearts has no modifier, but if he fails this roll, it is treated as a critical failure Aww. on the maneuvering roll. So this is his d6 driving. He does get the minus three penalty. Okay. Sorry. Oh, it's a crit fail anyway. Oh my god. Okay. Oh god. Sorry, this is harrowing. You're doing very well. Yeah. Gene is doing his best. He's doing what he can. The operator has to roll on the out of control table. Roll me 2d6. Okay. That's a seven. Distracted. Everyone on board is distracted until the end of their next turn. I think he might have also still been distracted from the last time, so we're just going to roll that forward. Okay. What do you think happens this time? There's a deceptive pothole, deceptively deep, and he thinks at the speed he's going, it's going to be fine, but something dislodged on the underside of the vehicle catches a little bit mm-hmm. and makes him skid back and forth. It is still Gene's turn then. What would you like Gene to do? Full turn, move ahead. Okay, so that will give him a plus two, which will negate the distracted, so he's making it a minus three. He fishtails and isn't able to gain ground. And you just hear him gritting his teeth through your helmet. Man, this thing don't handle so good anymore. We'll have a new one in just a sec. You guys can drive without a windshield. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine, you know. (laughs) Athena, six of hearts. You are last in initiative and it is your turn. So you have the driver, who I will tell you is the wild card. The bestial one hanging out the side of the vehicle and the hummingbird creature that is flying parallel. If it's on the same card, you can still reach it with, like, melee and stuff, so that's what I'm saying. Hmm. I cannot remember a time that this genuinely worked, <laughs> but I would like to try it again. I would like to make a touch attack on this guy to attempt to teleport him out of the car at speed. Which one? The driver. Okay, sure. It needs to be a multi-action, right? Yeah, okay. but a touch attack, I get plus two, right? Yeah, for fighting. So it's a so fighting plus two. It. You don't get any damage bonuses. It's mm-hmm. just you trying to touch him. Yep. So yes. Teleport foe. So it costs you two more than normal. Foes may be targeted by a touch attack. This is an action, so the casting must be the second part of multi-action. The foe resists the casting with an opposed spirit roll against the arcane skill total and is sent up to 12 inches away with a success or 24th raise. And you may not teleport them into solid objects. Okay. So your touch attack will negate the minus two from your multi-action, so you can just make a flat fighting roll, because you don't have any other penalties. Right? Uh, oh, well, he, he also used evade, so you're also to further minus two. Shit. But does that mean he used a minus two for his spirit roll? No, it's it's only for attacks. Oh, okay. I'm still going to give it a go. You're good. So your fighting will still be at a minus two. It would be at a minus four, but the touch makes it a plus two. Your teleport roll will not be affected. Okay. Because it's not an attack attack. It's just a resistance. So my fighting is still a... It's probably a d6 unless you bumped it up. I'm going to Benny it. Okay. What'd you roll? It was a four and a four was my better one. Oh, Yes! There's a six, baby. Okay, so you successfully touch him, and now you get to roll to cast your teleport. Okay. One of these days it'll work. And, and it'll it really maybe it'll be it, today. It might be today, <laughs> yeah. Do you, is that your last Benny, or do you still have one? I have one more. Okay. And I might be spending it. If it works, this is going to be, be so a cool. huge win for you, yeah. <laughs> for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> Did you crit fail? Yeah. Oh, no, Pickle. Huh. You've rolled several crit fails. Not Athena, but Gene has rolled several crit fails as well. I know, and because it's I'm rolling for all of them. I'm going to say that the flavor of the crit fail here is when you reach out and touch him, you feel that pulse of negative energy pushing back against you, and you sense the parasite. God, just in all of them. Just in all of them. 
maybe when you're leaning in close to put your hand on him, you can see just the glint of red from beneath the goggles as well. Hmm. Unfortunately, that's your turn. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. Such high hopes. Can she juke around to the back of the Jeep? Runs up and over it. Like, I think she grabbed through the windshield and grabbed his throat mm-hmm. and was intending on just, with a movement, throwing him up into the air was Ooh, the plan. Cool. But she instinctually wants to be far away from this man now, so mm-hmm. she grabs onto the cage up top. It sort of catapult rolls herself to the back end of the Jeep just yeah, to be in fine. place for next turn. That's totally fine. You're still within melee distance of all. Oh, of them, yeah. So she just thematic. wants to be back there. Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay, that's the end of the round. Athena, queen of hearts. Queen of all our hearts, <laughs> maybe. Jean, five of clubs. Oh, Jean! Enemies, king of hearts. So the enemies get to go first. I'm going to see if this guy can unshake. He rolled a three, so he is still shaken. I do not have any more GM Benny, so I still have to let that ride. Mm-hmm. Man, this guy is just like... <laughs> yeah, I think it's the hummingbird's turn. The hummingbird flies back so that it's parallel to you, and it's going to bear down on you and try to stab you a bunch with its beak. Sure. So I'll tell you that it basically rapid stabs. How many uh, times do you get to stab? M- mechanically, I'll tell you what's going to happen here is it has the improved frenzy edge, which means that whenever it makes a fighting attack, it gets to make multiple fighting attacks. Okay. So it's fighting as a d6. It gets three attacks, so it's going to roll three d6. Okay. But it's not a wild card. Okay. Okay. It's a one, a two, and a five. None of those hit me. Okay. My parry. Well, at that, my parry is five. Because you don't have your shield up. Because I don't have my shield up. Okay. One of them will hit you. Well, let's see here. It's going to deal five damage, which will have armor piercing on it. What's your current toughness? Eight. So you do not actually suffer any damage from this. Oh. You're not even shaken. However, it does got poison, doesn't it? It makes you vulnerable. Oh, okay. So I, I toyed with that idea. Basically, I wanted there to be a, a secondary effect to it. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea that if it hit you with something, you would then become vulnerable. So mm-hmm. maybe it's kind of like a nerve thing. Like That it, checks out. It jabs in yeah. and hits that way. So I don't know if it's a matter of it's hitting you in your nerve areas or if it has like a nerve agent. Maybe it slows you down a little bit mm-hmm. and just makes you a little That's like a little you can sluggish. feel the ache in your bones type of thing. But it's not a poison. It's not a fatigue status. It's just... I'll show you one of those. You are vulnerable until the end of your next turn. And that is its turn. Only one left is the driver. He is going to make his free driving roll to try to catch up to Gene. He got a five, which is a success. So he'll put you guys one closer. As the car starts to close the gap to the SUV that Gene is driving... That temporary bridge that you'd made between the vehicles is just falling apart, like the bits of metal crashing to the pavement, bouncing end over end as they careen off into the distance. I mean, they're so rusty already. Mm -hmm. Part of it whips past Athena's face and it hits the road. Actually, you know what? What? He is going to turn in his seat and he's going to try to shoot you with his pistol again. This time he got a five minus two because of the unstable platform, but plus two because you're vulnerable. So he got a five to hit you, which does hit at short yeah. range. You do not have any cover from your shield. No. A one and a two. Oh, thank God. I'm going to spend his he got one more. second Benny. Yeah. A one and a four plus two is a six. That ain't going to do it. Six damage. Uh, my toughness is eight. Damn. Okay. So yeah, that's not enough. Pings off of her new armor. Ooh. Is what it does. Very cool. It's perfect because I would have hit you otherwise. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it pings off the metal armor, smashes a hole into one of the already tattered seats of the Jeep. He grits his teeth in frustration, turns back around, still clutching the wheel with one arm as he tries to maneuver through there. Get up here or get off! And then he's going to evade again as a free action. He just starts to swerve around the road, doing his best to unsettle you in the back and make you an easier target. Get off, you insect! The jeep swerves around the shell of an old sedan, the metal grinding and throwing sparks into the air as they collide and brush past. Chunks of broken up concrete are flung back by the wheels as it skids around another turn. And then it is your turn, Athena. Athena is going to do one thing this turn. That thing is pulling the engine out of the fucking car. It sounds like what you're doing is making an attack against the vehicle itself. On the vehicle critical hit table, one of the options, what? Or what if she sent fire up its tailpipe? To try to ignite. Explode it. Okay, that's a cool idea. That'd be cool as hell, right? Yeah, I mean. I'm going to explode a car today. Okay. How are you going to do that? Her burst trapping is fire. Okay, so you're going to try to burst up the tailpipe of the yes. vehicle. Uh, given or you... would a bolt work? T- I mean, with the wizard, it would be the same amount of power points anyway. Yeah, so basically the same thing. What about a bolt? Yeah, if you want to do that, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, and I'll upcast it for damage. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to have you make the, the bolt attack. It's going to be a normal target four. You will get the unstable platform penalty. Yeah, my fatigue. And your fatigue, and he's evading, so it's going to be a little bit harder. So you're going to be at a penalty to try to hit the vehicle. Jesus Although, Christ. Well, if the unstable platform penalty applies if you're on the vehicle, given that you can fly and get off of it, I'm willing to say that you can anchor yourself well enough to do that. One of the actions you can do here is hold steady during a chase. It's usually you only do that if you're the driver. Right. But if you would like to anchor yourself and hold steady, then... It basically makes you vulnerable, but you're also already vulnerable. I'm already vulnerable. So I'm willing to waive that one. So you'll make it at a minus three if you'd like to try. Okay, yeah. Athena scoops one of the pieces of metal off that's tinging on the road around her as her bridge crumples, and she uses it like a little disc to stand on. Has to hold out her hands for a sec to steady herself. But then she literally puts her entire fist up the tailpipe. And casts bolt? Yes. Okay, any additional modifiers are you adding? Damage. Okay. Oh, please. Mm, no, it doesn't. Oh, no. Oh, Athena. Are you out of Benny's? No, I have one more. I might as well use it. I gotta explode this car. Come on. Please. Minus three. Mm-hmm. No, it fails. Oh, no. <laughs> the thing's wing beats the back of her neck. She's afraid she's gonna get stabbed again, so she reorients herself. And it's just enough for her concentration to go in the wind behind the cars. It's just gone. All right. Next up is Gene. Oh, Gene, please. Who needs a new card on here? Because he has another complication. It is a two of diamonds. Diamonds gives no modifier. Would you like to make his 2d6 roll? Yes, it's still at minus two because he's distracted. Yeah, so it's at minus five because of the vehicle wounds as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I got a zero, so that's good. So the vehicle is bumped. By the front of the jeep. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Bumps move a foe, one chase card in a direction chosen by the attacker. An attacker can't bump a particular target moments per turn. Okay, so you guys are now on the same chase card. Gene is just doing his damnedest to try to make this thing stay together. 
And he's keeping it going, but it's just clunking along. Well, now she can't blow it up. It's too close to her parents. What would you like Gene to do for his action? Evade. Okay. If he takes the full action to evade, it will give a minus four penalty to anybody to harm him or the vehicle. That would be dynamite. Nice. That is the end of the round. Athena, nine of hearts. Gene, ten of hearts. Enemies, seven of diamonds. Cool. Athena, you get to act first. I'm keeping you as separate action cards because you're not in the vehicle right now. You're not uh, in the same vehicle. Didn't Gene go get a ten of hearts? Ten of hearts? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Continue to evade, Gene. Okay, he continues to evade. Athena, your turn. Athena needs to... She doesn't even know. She's got three combatants, one Gene who's occupied, and two parents who are very vulnerable in the back of the car. And they'll probably be killed if they're caught. I think she's going to try and ice the Yara first. Okay. Can she use the roll cage with her matter manipulation as a weapon to stab this guy through the heart? Sure. Metaphorically, it's not a targeted attack. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It, you'd still be using your fighting. Yeah. She needs to beef that up. Well, no, because I'm sold in minus three, right? Um, I don't have any wounds, but I do I'm have I'm sorry, your fatigue and the other two was from uh, them evading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they've not gone yet. So yes, it's still a minus three. Oh, nope. That's a nope. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, it's a bad one. It is their turn. He rolls a one and does not unshake. Bird is going to try to attack you again. Okay. <gasps> Four, because you're vulnerable. Oh, no. Uh, well, no, that ends at the that ended at the end of your last turn, which you just ended. So okay. You, so you're not vulnerable. So four misses. So it's like, it's like a... It's, it's just the vulnerable condition. Okay. So when you are made vulnerable, it ends at the end of your next turn. Which oh, I forgot did. that it wasn't like shaken. Yeah, no, so you're fine. So it blew one up into a nine, and that is a hit, but is that with a raise? My parry is a five. Then that will hit with a raise. And it rolls a two, a two, and a one for five damage total. Which My is, toughness is an eight. It's an eight, so it's yeah, eight. again, can't damage you, but you are, again, made vulnerable. vulnerable. Is it... Uh, it continues hovering around you, just this flurry of jabbing that continues to ping off of your metal armor and occasionally just digs a little bit deeper down you, so you're feeling the pressure against your body, if nothing else. Makes you feel tender and just achy. Mm-hmm. And that's its turn. Oh, what is this guy going to do? I think he's going to try to ram the vehicle. Fine! How about we give them a taste? Never done one of these before. An attacker can ram a defender if they're on the same chase card by making opposed maneuvering rolls. If successful, both participants cause damage to the other. Oh no. So Gene has the minus four for evasion. That's right, he does. Okay. And they are not evading any longer, so okay, he's gonna attack. He makes a maneuvering roll. Would you like to make Gene's yes. driving roll? <laughs> so Gene's at a minus three, this guy's at a minus four. Uh, he got a three. Oh, Gene. Oh, my God. Thank you. That'd be a 19. Oh, wow. Okay. That's such a big success. I feel like Gene should get a card back. So I'm going to move him forward one. Nice. Gene. How do you think Gene completely misses this ram? How do you think he dodges out of the way? He hits the brakes for a second. So they like swerve into empty air. And then he pulls ahead while they're still fucking about trying to be like, where are you going? We see the sun glint off of his glasses. Nice. And that's their turn. Actually, he's going to use his free action to try to change position. And he succeeds. So you guys are back on the same card. Oh, shit. That is the end of the round. Man, just, we're just fishing for jokers at this point. Oh, I forgot they were even available. Athena, two oh, of clubs. Fuck me. Gene, queen of clubs. Enemies, two of diamonds. 
Gene, complication. Let's help things at complication. Jack of hearts. Go ahead and roll for Gene. This is a fail. It's a crit fail. Oh, it was a crit fail anyway, Pickle. He crit failed again. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Roll me 2d6. Eight. <laughs> distracted. He's distracted again. Man, this is one distracted driver, let me <laughs> yeah. tell you. Well, I mean, he's texting at the same time, so, so get mean, me out of here. Maybe his evasive maneuver from the last time when he tapped the brakes to miss them swerving over to ram, and then when he guns it, he hits another pothole and fishtails and has to, you know, wrench the steering column again to just stay on track so they're able to pull up behind him mm-hmm. as well, but he's still a distracted driver. What would you like him to do? Evade again. It seems to be working out nice. Okay. If they're so close. Sure. Gene continues to swerve in and out of obstacles and just keep his distance as best as possible, focusing on that as opposed to getting further away. Although he can change position for free if you'd like him to do that. Yes. Crit fail. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. Roll 2d6. See, the trait rolls are crit fails. The complication rolls are high. Okay, so what? The ha- seven again. Okay, so he's still distracted. My God. <laughs> so good. It's better than having a collision, let me tell you. Okay, that is Gene's turn. Next. Just stab me a bunch. <laughs> Reverse alphabetical. Yep, all right. Uh, he fails his spirit roll yet again and remains shaken. Oh, Birdo's going to come in. Fail, fail. Blew one up into a another nine. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be hit with a raise. One, a two, and a five for eight plus two is ten. That'll shake me. That'll shake you. Okay, so you're shaken for the first time as this flurry of blows continues to bear down on you. The driver of your vehicle is going to try to shoot Gene. Mm -mm. He's going to try to hit Gene as the driver. Minus four on that. Oh man, actually, he's going to be a huge penalty. He's going to be at a minus six. Well, I said he was going to do it, so here he goes. Uh, nope. Fails. So, yep. He's just aiming over himself, using his left arm to steady his right as he tries to take pot shots through the window and hit Gene. Mm-hmm. And you see them start to hang into the side doors. Have they been rolling any ones? Yes. A lot of them. I should have been asking. Sorry, yeah. It only would have applied to the birds so far, is what I will say. It has rolled a number of ones against you, so it's usually up to me to determine what happens, but the results typically end in it missing its turn somehow. So given that this thing has rolled at least three ones against you over the last two turns, what's a cool thing you would like to happen here? What if one of its wings got damaged by the cars bucking around? It just bumps into the car and maybe it gets a little shredded on one of the wheels, so it makes maneuvering tougher. Okay, that's cool. I like that. So you you can now see that three of the wings are still beating at that extremely rapid pace, but one of them is more distinct and moving at a different interval. And it's flying sort of lopsided. It's not nearly as steady as it once was, but that's cool. Sorry, we forgot that. No, I forgot about it too. But that is their turn, and now it is your turn again, Athena. Okay. I need to blow up this car somehow. Uh, how many could I hit with a burst, actually? I would say you can hit all of them with a burst. I would love to do that. If you arranged yourself properly. I mean, you guys are all on the same card, so mm-hmm. it's reasonable to me that you could hit them all with a cone attack, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd like to do that. Okay. And I'd like to upcast it for damage. Sounds good. I would like to give you a Benny for your cool idea of trying to blow up the car by shooting up its tailpipe, even though it didn't work. <laughs> even though it didn't work. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're welcome. 
This is one of those situations where the action economy gets a little fucky too, because they have a wild card with two extras now, and you guys have two wild cards, but one of them's not really participating in a combat sense. I mean, he so. could be, but... Right, but, but again, that's your decision, so... Okay, I'm gonna roll two burst. It's a 10. So just minus my fatigue? Were, what were they doing maneuvering-wise? He wasn't maneuvering. So, oh. So yeah, that would be a hit with a raise. Nice. Oh, yes. Plus your Plus my added damage. damage is... What do you mm, got? I've got two ones, a three, and a two. Not a very good roll. So that's seven damage overall. That will cause the hummingbird to be shaken, and that would be enough to finish off the other extra. I think I need to Benny this with the Benny you've just given me. It, it's a, a solid investment given that you hit with a raise, so yeah. it could... It'd be hard to get a worse roll. It would be hard to get a worse Possibly. roll. But when you spend a Benny, you get to keep the best one, so that you can't crit fail a damage roll. Bitter. That's a 14. That's going to torch the hummingbird and the Yar with the glowing eyes. Good. And then it will deal... He has a D6 Vigor with one armor, so his toughness is effectively a 6, which would put you at a success with two raises, right? Because you did 14? Yeah. So, okay, so he's going to take two wounds then. And I think I spent both of his bennies, so he cannot soak that. Ooh, thank right. goodness. So, yeah, you're finishing off both of the extras, and you're putting two wounds onto the driver. If you'd yeah. like to give me a cool description. So Athena attaches herself to the back of the roll cage with a strand of metal that almost acts like a coil of rope, and she lets herself drift back just a little bit like she's sketching this fucking jeep, and she lets out just a tornado of fire from her hand, and it's red, but it's got some purple tinges in it nowadays. The red-purple fire curls over the top of the jeep, immediately beginning to consume the cloth of the vehicle itself. Oh, well, you, you attacked the vehicle's gonna get hit by this, too. Oh, shit. The vehicle's toughness was, like, 10 or 11 with one armor, so it, I'm gonna say it's a 10 with the armor, so it'll take one wound. The flaming canvas. The flames lick and curl over the felt of the seat, burning away all of the cloth and leather holding it together. The bird in the air lets out sort of a twittering screech as the flames wash over it. You can see the feathers beginning to curl and blacken as well. It's beating wings, even fanning the flames in a very real and literal way. It immediately starts to drift further behind, turns into a bit of a fireball that bounces off the road and is forgotten. The Yara, in similar fashion, begins to howl and sputter, its many limbs bucking and beating against the vehicle and the roll cage before being tangled down in the wheel well and sucked from the vehicle underneath. And there is a large bump as you hear a sickening crunch and another spatter of red is left behind. The driver... All of his clothing is on fire. You see a large mop of his blonde hair has been singed and burned away. He drops his gun into the side seat and is just frantically patting himself, trying to put out the fire. <laughs> and he needs to make an out-of-control roll. D8. He's at two wounds. One and a seven. With its two wounds, he's at a minus two, but he gets a plus one because the vehicle is still faster. Mm. Well, that uh, that shouldn't count here because it's not comparing it to the other one. Oh. So he still gets a five, so he succeeds and it does not go out of control. But the vehicle takes one wound, so if you'd like to roll 2d6 for his vehicle critical hit table. Four. Locomotion. The engine, mainsails, boiler, etc. is hit. The top speed is reduced each time this occurs. So I think that means that your original plan of shooting fire up the tailpipe does go off. 
and you can feel a sputtering boom from within the vehicle itself. Black smog begins to pour from the exhaust, and it does noticeably fall back several miles per hour. Mm, good. Uh, and I'm going to say that eliminates their their speed their speed bonus. Uh, gotcha. So you guys are now moving at basically the same pace. Athena shouts over him, screaming, "Stop the fucking car!" Let's draw one more round. Athena, seven of spades. Jean, five of spades. Enemy, eight of spades. So he goes first. Oh my god. You see that? I I did see that. I rolled two sixes that blew up into two more sixes that blew up into two what fours. What the fuck? Okay. This was his knowledge roll to see if uh, he would know who you are at this point. Hmm. Um, Sounds like a maybe. <laughs> he is going to jerk the steering wheel, slam on the brakes at the same time, and one more attempt to try to throw you off of the vehicle while also bringing the vehicle to a stop. Okay, well. I think that's going to be just another test between you. Mm -hmm. He's going to try to... So if you would like to roll agility. Yeah, she is still sketching, by the way. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Uh, That's a no-go with my fatigue. That's a three. He got a one. (laughs) Really? So he does not succeed, which means the vehicle comes to a screeching halt, smoke and flames still pouring off of it. The chassis rocks. He picks his gun back up and turns to face you. But that was his action. He is no longer pursuing Gene. If you would like, Gene will just continue driving. That's kind of up to you. But Gene's last direction was drive. Yep. She'll give him another direction. Keep going. That is his turn. Athena, you are up next. Well, now the car stopped. She, in a tumbling little somersault motion, she grabs onto the disc she's been using to sketch behind the Jeep, turns it into a shield, and she advances on the driver's seat. Okay, what do you want to do? You're, you're right there, so you're yeah. like still in the vehicle. You can easily approach him. That's not a problem. What is your intention here? Just kill him. Just kill this guy. Uh, she's going to cast a bolt. Are you doing that from melee range, or are you doing it still at range? The, the if different... she knew she was going to do this, she would be a little bit at range. Right, so the difference is you're either shooting at four or you're shooting against his parry. It's I would always much rather to... shoot at four. Right, so you can do it before you actually close with him. Thank you. That's a nine. That'll hit with a raise. He is just pushing himself up on one knee as he turns to face you with the gun and is just holding it to train it on you as you advance. A turning motion, all this is happening at once. As she's pulling out a finger gun, she just says, you should have you you just left us alone. Poor. That's a six. I don't got any more bennies. Six. You know what? I never unshook from oh, the damn. last round. Oh, he would have succeeded, so that's fine. Okay, uh, a six is enough to shake him. Mm-hmm. So he will be shaken again. So it does make contact. What does your finger gun look like? It's just the purple lightning. She doesn't have the mental wherewithal to make it look like anything different right now. It smashes forward, crashing against his chest and running out over his shoulders. And he falls back against the steering wheel. It makes the horn go off a little bit. <laughs> it's Gene's turn. I'm just going to take Gene out of the initiative if you're telling him to go. Yeah. If the chase is effectively over. You hear a sputtering motor as he continues into the distance. It's just down to you and this guy now. And we will continue with initiative just a little bit longer. Athena, king of clubs. This guy, king of diamonds. D goes before C. So he gets to act. Let's see if he can unshake. Let's see. He rolled a five minus two is a three. So he does not unshake. He can take a free action. He is going to try to scramble out of the vehicle and start to use it as cover against you. Hmm. So it's just going to be two point cover. 
realistically you can just fly above him or pivot right. so like it's not really gonna do anything but that's what he's doing he rolls out over the door clutching at his side you know still beating to put out these flames as he grits his teeth and glances over to you and he says you should have stayed underground the surface doesn't belong to you and now it is your turn Athena. She does fly on little metal steps that fold out from her arm since he seems to know who she is now. And she wants to be directly above him with the shield at her feet and fired down and say, Oh, go back. Just go back underground. Sure. Your boss told me to go back to the surface, though. So maybe you should get your goddamn story straight. And fire a bolt again. It's her last PowerPoint she's got. Oh, boy. I hope it works. What are you? You're a nine. Yay. That's <laughs> it's an a, eight. <laughs> that's a success with a raise. 3d6 damage. Plus. You need at it's least, a 12. You need at least a 14 to kill him outright. Ah, fuck. So 12 gives him one more wound. He's at three wounds now. What does this one look like? She just stomps on her shield and fires electricity out of it straight down in a column. She does it as she finishes talking to punctuate her beat. Probably the last round, maybe? <laughs> maybe. He could Athena, shoot me real good. Ace of hearts. This guy, three of spades. So it is now your turn. He's at three wounds. He's still shaken. I'm all out of power points. So I think what she's going to do is grab onto the shield at her feet and use her falling momentum to just crack it into him. Damn, that's cool. All right. So that's going to be a fighting attack. I will give you some extra falling damage to this. If well, how, how high up are you right now? Like just a couple of feet or... Six to ten feet, probably, however okay. tall a jeep is. I am wild attacking. That's a six. I see there is a one. There's I a was one. worried for a second there. <laughs> yeah. uh, that'll hit. Yep. So go ahead Ooh. and roll damage. You get a plus two from your wild attack. Nice. And no, nothing, nothing extra falling damage-wise. Uh, if you want to say you were high enough to have falling damage, I'll let That's you apply ten feet, right? If ten feet gives you 1d6 plus one, which you will also take. So if you want to take the falling damage yourself, yeah, I think I'll, it's cool. I'll let you apply I it to I think it's cool. Too. Do it. So it's a D8, a D4, and a D6 for the fall damage. Plus one. 20 damage. So this this guy is definitely dead. Tell me how you finish him. Athena takes just a second to take a breath. A short, clipped breath. She literally just free falls forward for a second off of the disc she's standing on. And she grabs it with her arm as she falls. She lets the weight of her falling body and the additional corkscrew of her somersault add to her momentum as she plummets into this man with the edge of her shield platform, and it cracks directly into his nose and blood spurts. She lands with an exhale and an arced posture as she looms over him. Just ride him down to the pavement. Yep, just right through. Crumpled in. Like, I think she hits his goggles. She felt the energy emanating from his eyes, and I think she just wants him gone. You ride him down, the shield smashing into his face. His nose breaks instantly, the goggles being forced against the skin, purpling the skin around his nose. But you can't see that as you're just riding him to the ground and the sickening thud against the concrete. Ali sank! As his body spasms once and then is immediately silent again. Residual drifting red energy that fades up and into the air and he is still and all is silent the motor of your vehicle still sputtering away into the distance but 
of course, you can stop that whenever you want. How does Vi feel about this very stressful, tense situation? Vi rides the highs of these situations much like Athena does, mm-hmm. but anytime Red is involved, there's a lot of trepidation and worry. But a lot of that just comes down to you. Right. A wave of euphoric satisfaction as you finish off this enemy coming from within, just feeling that you did the right thing. She's not in a place to question that right now. You know what's coming from Vi. Yeah. You know that's the source. It's not nebulous. I don't think she wastes much time. She's going to start looting, seeing what they got. Notes or missives or any goods she can scavenge off of this jeep. Sure. Go ahead and roll me a notice to see how much you're able to get here. Six. It doesn't take you long to go through the jeep. It's clearly a scouting party. They're not meant to be out for prolonged periods of time. They have probably a couple of meals worth of food here. Basic supplies like ammunition, maybe a med kit. The glove box is stuffed with a bunch of maps and notes. Maps of the particular region. What I will give you for the success is that these were definitely Troyas. So you can tell from the notes and what's been written here that these were offshoots from the Troyas. And that I will give you nebulous intelligence where at a later date or time of your choosing, you can tell me what piece of information you would like to have gleaned from this. Cool. Or even maybe right now, if there's a thing you would like to know that seems reasonable within that sphere of knowledge, you can tell me what you would like to find. She's not in a place where she's going to attack a Troya encampment. So I think information about Veli would be very good because she's been looking for that since last season and hasn't turned up much looking in the city because her resources are less. Sure, okay. From this, from all the maps and the notes and everything that's been scrawled here, they very specifically talk about another offshoot being led by Veli and on the maps are just a lot of markers for places that the Troyas believed they've been spotted or active areas where ambushes and things like that have happened. Is there a Polaroid of Veli in his current state? An out-of-focus one from far away? I think that's cool, sure. Far away, some of the details are hard, but because you know who you're looking at right now, you've seen a picture of him before with Harlan and Isaac and Garn. It's definitely Veli Troya. The youngest of the Troya brothers, his bone structure isn't quite as thick or broad. He's got the same general square jaw, however. And he's got like an undercut or a mohawk of a light sky blue. The picture that you see is him looking off into the distance. It's taken from far away and off to the side. So it's more, it's almost a Bigfoot shot, but not quite. (laughs) But he's not walking like. Yeah, not quite like that. Damn. He's pensive. Clearly not aware that he's being photographed. Hmm. She just crackles on her radio again. Can you come pick me up? And she almost feels like a kid after yeah, school. Yeah, I, was about, I was sitting here being like, has your movie done? No. Uh, everything all clear? All clear. I'll be right there. Okay. And of course, he pulls back around and picks you up. If all the danger is abated for now, he will probably take a moment to get out of the vehicle. Ascertain stuff. Yeah, take a look at the car and just say, man, this thing's beat to all hell, but I think it's going to get us the rest of the way. We only got a bit left, so... Probably shouldn't tarry too long here. I can put some extra metal on it in the weaker-looking areas. Sure, if you think you can try to patch it together. If she's been sitting around for a little... She's, like, just trying to fan out the flames on some of the other car. Because, like, <laughs> it's it's still usable. True, yeah. But she takes the least terrible-looking bits and just patches it up a little bit with soothing body massage motions on the 
metal. Why don't you go ahead and make me a repair roll? An untrained repair No, um, I have a D4. You have a D4. I have nice. a D4. And I'm going to say that your metal shaping will allow this to just happen quicker. Nice. Just for convenience, but it doesn't give you an actual bonus to the repair roll. I blew up my four. So it's a six. Okay, perfect. So yeah, you can heal one wound on the vehicle, so it's currently at two wounds, so it'll move a little bit faster, it's a little bit easier to handle, and hopefully hold itself together until you get back to the city. Cool. Alright, let's get going. Wow, this looks pretty good. Wow, those are some, those are some tranquilizers, let me tell you. Roja should get a raise. You ain't kidding. What'd you find? Troyes. Troyes. They all have red eyes, even even the bird. That's disconcerting. But these maps say that uh, they were a search party, so they were probably the only people in the area. You wouldn't want to overlap too much on that kind of shit, so I think we're okay for now. Probably. I don't know how they operate based on how they used to, but that's usually how it goes. We send scouting parties out into the wastes, see what they can find, pick up resources, personnel, intelligence, that sort of thing. He did good. Sorry, it was a little dicey there for a second. Hey, uh, ain't the first time I've done something like this. I know. Athena takes just a deep breath for herself as she gets back in the car and she shuts the door behind her. And the AC smells uh, slightly noxious now. And she and Jean opt to open the windows instead. Some of the pine smell creeps back in from the wind. Your parents would be mighty proud if they were awake, but it's probably a good thing they weren't. Oh, I would not want them awake for this. She says with, like, punctuating arm chop. Mm -hmm. Saddle up, cowgirl. She flops back into the headrest as she buckles up. Ugh, yeehaw. Hello, folks. Just Allie again this week. Our music was from Crockett and Wave Shaper, as always. Crockett can be found at Crockett80s on Twitter and at Crockett.bandcamp.com. Wave Shaper can be found at WaveShaper underscore SWE and WaveShaper1, the number one, dot bandcamp.com. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and they can be found at their website, peginc.com. They've got a ton of cool products. Please check them out. But if you're listening to this show, you probably have already. (laughs) Oh, my co-host Sue is insisting it's almost time for dinner, so I'm going to have to wrap this up quick, you guys. We can be found on Twitter at RPG for you and me. I can be found on Twitter at you see the hat. And we can also be found on our patron exclusive discord. You can find us there through our lowest tier on Patreon, patreon.com slash RPG for you and me, still searchable. Our lowest tier is $2, gets you Discord access. The $5 tier gets you access to just under 20 new episodes of Absolute Zero and Silica Valley that have not made it to the main feed yet, and a bunch of bloopers and world building stuff, and just stuff that wouldn't fit in the main show, but we still wanted to do it anyway. If any of you folks out there are interested in learning how to edit a podcast, I do pretty frequent streams of editing the most current episodes on our Discord that people just kind of hang out and listen to me edit, which is wild. (laughs) It's been a good time for me, too. It keeps me focused. So if you want to learn some tips and tricks about how to edit a show, come on down. We'd love to have you. 
And some of our super cool patrons that I would like to personally thank this week are Michael, Chase, and Valentine. Thank you guys for all the love and support. But I would also like to thank Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Dav, and Zach. It is an absolute pleasure being friends with you all. You're going to make me weepy. Uh, and as a bit of a palate cleanser for last week's buckwild, weird-ass bonus scene, have a more on-form Bolton Athena bonus scene, and I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> have a good week, you guys. Athena and Pavi's apartment got fucked up by, like, a moth infestation, so they both needed to crash somewhere else. And Bolt was like, well, of course you're going to stay with me, Sedaris. Because Pavi's like, I'm going to stay with Roja, goodbye. <laughs> and that's how she gets trapped into hospitality. Well, since you don't canonically know where I live, um, I think it's safe to say that you're going to come and stay with at me. Uh, you're going to come and stay in the suite that I have at the, the, the casino. Oh, is this where you are, you're normally staying? Uh, for purposes of this scene, yes. <laughs> it's nice. It's I've spacious. been here once before. You have. I thought it would be familiar, perhaps even disarming. Help you more, feel, feel more at home. I don't normally stutter this much. So that You can tell how nervous I am. It's very sweet, Bolt. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. She dumps her duffel bag of essential goods onto the floor as her apartment. Is <gasps> just going to leave it there? Just for a second. Oh, continue with your explanation. <laughs> Yeah, we've actually never had a moth infestation before, and I know it is a, it's an underground city, so it's going to happen at some point. Uh, but Pavi's already staying with Roja. I can only and assume you had a, a lot of delicious clothing that they wanted to eat. <sighs> what was left of it from the storage unit, yeah. All of those fibers. I mean, people need fiber in their diet, why not moths? Am I right? You think that plants will be okay, right? Moths don't eat plants. Do they eat plants? I know some plants eat moths. Oh, shit. Maybe the plants will take care of it then, I've she says. I've never been to she... your apartment, but um, you, the, I, I hear you might have one of those pitcher plants, so maybe that'll eat a little. We do have one of those. Are you been spying on me? Why would I do that? When have you ever done anything interesting? Really never, except for this. Right now. She says as she's squatting down, rifling through her duffel bag. <laughs> this is sort of the highlight of your career. It is that. Well, welcome to Chateau Bolt. This is my humble abode. <laughs> this is my svelte abattoir. Oh, an abattoir? Yes, that's what I said. I don't think that's what that means, Bolt. It's fancy. I wouldn't expect you to know. This way, here's the kitchenette. You can see there's a, uh, an island in the middle. Lots of counter space. I expect this to be spick and span, nice and clean. I don't cook for myself because I don't need to, but, you know. I want you to feel like you're at home. But not too at home because you live in filth. That's a bit rude. She says she puts a Ziploc baggie of her vitamins on the counter. I'm sorry. I, I meant you live in squalor. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm it very It sounds poor. fancier with the S-Q-U. Or it could be like a storm of poverty. That sounds too squall. aggressive. There's no elegance to that. I, mm. I'm, I, I would shy away from that. Okay. She's going to snoop around a little bit. She starts walking into different rooms. Which one's mine? Do you just... Do you paint dirt onto your shoes or do you just run what? through every patch of mud that you can find? I flew here. She says, looking at her boots. How filthy is the air down here? It depends how far you are from the fans. Did you roll around with the moths before you left? Well, I mean, they, they were kind of flying everywhere. I feel like I could smell a trail of dust moats behind you. Okay. <laughs> she says as she walks, do you want me to just get a shower? <sighs> do you have, my do you have a, a, a servant's quarters I can shower in, Bolt? Well, I don't have them here, but they are servant's quarters. 
I assume they there's somewhere they go back to after they clean my house. I can just I can go upstairs and ask my aunt if there's a, a an employee lounge where I can shower if that would make you feel better. That would be far more convenient for me, really. Mm. I don't know that my shower would ever recover from that. I guess this would be a bad time to ask if you wanted to help me dye my hair back to black, but what color is it supposed to be? Black. And what happened to it? Uh, it's just a little streak now, but I've got a meeting and I want to look, you know, not haggard. Is that just old manies? What? What? How did you... What? What is that in your hair? No, it's just my hair. She says as yes, she's like I... opening cabinets and looking through, trying to familiarize herself with the space. Is this a scavenger hunt I don't know about? I'm just, I'm just settling in. I don't see I a, might be a here for a little while. How long do these infestations take to clear up? I mean, a day, weeks. It I like depends. the first one. Let's let's go with the first one. We'll see. She says, <laughs> brow furrowed, <laughs> in the foreground, opening a cabinet. The camera's in the cabinet as she opens it, and Bolt's just like worriedly behind her. Yeah, he's got <laughs> in the uh, background, cupping his chin, tapping one cheek with a, a large forefinger. Is there a bed? Listen, uh, Roll? I think I, I feel like we're going to need to divide the apartment into quadrants, maybe. That would be the simplest. Quadrants? Uh, There's only two of us. Well, I was thinking I would get three and you would get one. That sounds right. <laughs> Size it, it just wise. Seems, it just seems fair and equitable to break it up that way. She walks over to the window. This is a good view, though. Can uh, I get the quadrant with the window? You, you may have the space all around that window. Cool. And then perhaps you can open it and um, all of the nasty things will go out the window. Well, instead I of put being on perfume. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, no, you don't like it? Is it bad? She sniffs her, like, her arm. It's, it was a gift. We were talking about the word squalor before. Oh, no. That's my grandma. Is that why it smells so old? I thought it just kind of smelled like powder. Is... Who, who who, in the history of fashion or fragrance or beauty ever wanted to smell like powder, Sidiris? Do you know anything about elegance? Maybe you could teach me. He walks over to the window and takes a deep breath, arms behind his back, <laughs> back to you as he <laughs> like looks an out anime the window. Mentor. As, I don't know if we have enough time for that, Sidiris. Could be weeks. I said I liked the first one better. I know you did, but that might, might not be the situation. This is your problem, Sedaris. You just take things as they come. Instead of making the world the way you want it to be and shaping things as you desire, you just say, oh, well, weeks, that sounds fine. Do you know how to deal with contractors? You just, you snap your fingers, you point, you talk loudly, you, you use your authority, and you let them know what needs to be done and when it needs to be done by. But I don't have any authority, Bolt. Then what are you doing as a regulator? Trying to figure it out. Well, I authorize you to use authority. Okay. But not on me, because that, that <laughs> that's laughably to think about. So anyway, um... There's not, a, there's not a bed in this quadrant. Can I move a couch over? I'm fine on a couch. I sleep on couches all the time because they're comfy. Did you bring a tarp to lay over? A tarp? Bolt! Listen, this isn't a charity. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart, not out of the lower the value of my things part of my heart. I didn't bring a tarp because everything's being eaten by moths. I find it difficult to believe that a, a moth would eat a tarp. It wasn't made out of cloth. Why would you have a cloth tarp? That's terrible. Because they make them out of mushrooms. It's fibers. You know, if we're going to bring all these amazing innovations from plants. the surface, and you aren't going to use them, are you just going to stubbornly cling to your ways down here with all of your things made out of mushrooms and dirt? Is it any wonder 
Athena did not hear any of that, and she's just like, are mushrooms plants? <laughs> <laughs> Scene. 